This is Dr. Paul Sabin of North Valley Dermatology. It turns out there are a couple of new sun protective measures. It seems that exercise and caffeine together may be helpful in preventing skin cancer. Researchers at Rutgers University studied the effects of caffeine and exercise on mice as it relates to skin cancer. These mice were given water laced with low-dose caffeine, the human equivalent of about one or two cups of coffee per day, and a running wheel for voluntary exercise. This combination increased their ability to kill off sun-damaged cells by almost 400%. Now, this doesn't mean you won't need any other sun protection, and they still need to do a lot of research to see if it's true in humans. But the research looks promising. Be sure to grab that cup of joe before you go for your run or your ride this morning, and your skin will thank you for it. I'm Dr. Paul Sabin, and that's what's good for the skin you are in. If you have skin care questions, make an appointment today with Dr. Paul Sabin of North Valley Dermatology. Call Dr. Paul Sabin today at 342-3686. Again, that's 342-3686. St. John the Baptist Catholic Church of Chico is proud to help bring you Seeds of Truth. Heard every weeknight evening from 6.30 to 7 p.m. right here on KKXX. St. John the Baptist Parish is a Catholic family community serving our area with a variety of services and ministries for both Catholics and the community at large. St. John's Catholic family welcomes anyone and offers a wide range of programs and ministries from prayer and support groups to socials and Christian cultural activities. Call the parish office for a complete Mass schedule or more information at 343-8741 or visit the website at stjohnthebaptistchico.org. St. John the Baptist Catholic Church welcomes anyone seeking spiritual fulfillment at Mass or Benediction or 24-hour weekday adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Call St. John's Parish Office, 343-8741 or on the web at stjohnthebaptistchico.org for a complete schedule or more information. This is Seeds of Truth. Your host is Joe Holcraft. Doctor of Theology of St. John's Catholic Parish and the Sacramento Diocese. If you have a question or would like to participate in today's program, call 894-7325. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is Joe Holcraft coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio 104.5 FM, and AM 9.30, it is good to be with you another day, another weeknight, reflecting into uh, the richness of our faith, the beauty of our faith. Um, Once again, we are in our first week of Seeds of Truth, so we're really taking each night by by theme, and we're really starting it off with some foundational pieces. Tonight is uh, about church history. Um, And so, by way of foundation, what I thought we could do is... uh, not so much look at history as some sort of um, series of events, but more look at history um, in its foundational sense of, of identity, you know, who we are, where we are going. And so I'm going to do this with John O'Hare from St. John the Baptist Catholic Church. John, it is good to have you with me today. Thank you for the invitation, Joe. 
Nice to be here. You know, John, we were talking before we were on air here, and there is a quote out there. I kind of touched upon it there in opening from John Paul II that really ought to direct everyone's attention to what history is about when he says that history is not some series of chronological events, but an event of freedom. So I repeat, history is not some series of chronological events, but an event of freedom. An attempt to find truth or who we are is essentially what our life is about. In history, there's different histories, but real history is to try to find out the truth of who we are. Mm-hmm. And there were many people who tried to do this in the ancient times. They have their history. They have their gods. And there were the Jews, the Israelites, who did it. And uh, they were influenced by the truth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. their history is, is worth paying attention to because of that. Amen. And it, what that quote does also for us, John, is, and you, you touch upon it there, it, it puts the focus on the person. You see, not what's in the abstract, you know, John Paul II, blessed John Paul II, he wanted us to see that the decision-making person, you know, essentially impacts directly history. You know, we, we go into our history books and we read about events. We read about wars. We read about all of these things. But sometimes we don't grab hold of the individual. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't because there's such a focus on the event itself. And this is why Blessed John Paul II says what he says. So with that, you know, as we've been talking just not today, but but before today, we could we could go through, you know, the, the, the story of the Catholic Church through history. I mean, all of the main events that everyone wants to talk about, uh, good and bad, right? But to really get underneath that story, what we need to do is first look at what history is and why we study history, uh, but certainly out from that, focus on the individuals, the people essentially that have, have dotted the landscape of, of church history. And by doing so, I think we um, are, are, are going to be doing our, our listeners a favor. Yeah. A leader is someone who gets things done through other people. Mm. And when the Jews crossed the desert for those 40 years, there is many people whose names are not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But there they were, yeah. praying to God. People like me, who are not going to be noted, nor should be noted, mm-hmm. in any uh, tales of our times. And they were out there, and they were following Moses, and they were following their religion, and they were important to God and to their society. I'll remember you, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, as, as you talk about that, you know, this whole idea of um, remembering there was a quote, John, that you shared with me on the phone earlier today that really grabbed my attention. Go ahead and share that. Yeah, the quote is from a man named Brad Gregory, who's an uh, excellent history teacher at the University of Notre Dame. Here's his quote. Ignorance of history is tantamount to cultural Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. If you don't know history, you don't know where you are today. And there is people, I'm sure, walking around all over, don't know history, uh, don't know who the president was two presidents ago, I would say that's kind of cultural Alzheimer's to a degree. And same thing holds true with church history. Yeah. There was a study done, I know, gosh, when I was teaching junior high, oh, 10 years ago now, and there was a study done on um, 
on junior high, you know, what they knew in history. And the question was posed, who is George Washington? And this was, I went to do my homework on the research itself, and it was an extensive poll. 70% of junior high students in the United States of America did not know who George Washington was. That's shocking. Yeah, I mean, it, it really took me back. And so with that, and what we're talking about now, John, essentially is identity. You know, when you start talking about Alzheimer's, you start talking about memory. And so what I thought we could do tonight is in asking the question, why study history? Really, to respond to it properly is to say, well, let's look at what memory is. Because by doing so, then we can grab hold of this relationship between identity and history. Uh, and, and so with that, just a, a few words about memory, John, um, that, that are essential. You know, we go back to St. Augustine here. You know, St. Augustine loved to talk about memory. It was one of his favorite topics. Uh, why? Because ultimately, our memory is the most prolific catalyst yes. of the human spirit. Yes, you know, St. Augustine taught that uh, our soul possesses three faculties, intellect, will, and memory. And he says memory is the greatest, ultimately, because it's the essence of who we are in our identity. You know, uh, if I did not have my memory, I could no longer finish this statement. If you did not have your memory, you could not respond right. to what you had already studied. Yes. You know, my wife has you know, asked me to run some errands today. <laughs> I leave the house, I wouldn't be able to essentially be the husband and ultimately down the road, the father that God has called me to be if I don't have my sense of, of memory. So memory as this catalyst of the human spirit is quintessential to our subject matter tonight. One of St. Augustine's great books was The City of God. And he wrote The City of God because people were complaining the Roman Empire was collapsing, and back in the old days, when it had Jupiter as its main god, it was mighty strong, and now it was losing some of its force. And St. Augustine wrote a history of, of the Roman army going back a couple of hundred years. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he knew this. I mean, this guy had a fantastic memory, yeah. and he explained all of these events had nothing to do with Jupiter or any of these other things, and all the times they lost with Jupiter, and all the times they won with Christ, and this was irrelevant to what your situation was. And uh, really the whole point of history is to go not to the city of man, but to the city of God, and that's what we're here to do. Anyway. Amen. No, right, no, yeah. no, 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 that, no. And that's important because, you know, even what St. Augustine's talking about there, we, you know, we can talk about memory as the most prolific catalyst of the human spirit, and, and we can talk about the importance of the human individual. But let's be honest here. You know, this is, this is very important to note that when you start talking about the importance of memory, it's just not reduced to individuals, but to human groups, you know, families, tribes, clans, uh, and nations. They all have a collective memory, and they do so for a reason. Why? Because it points to something. It points to who we are, where yes. we are going. You know, I back to my junior high days, teaching junior high, I, I, I had given out this assignment in the beginning of uh, the school year as we were studying history, and it was a family tree assignment. And in that assignment, uh, I had asked the, the kids to go home for oh, maybe two, three weeks and put together their family tree as much as they could. And... Uh, 
you know, they would come back three weeks later and they would present their family trees. And it was always amazing to see just not how the kids got into this assignment, but how the parents were involved. And it was the one assignment yeah. <laughs> that I would allow the parents to be involved. Yeah. Far too often the parents were doing the homework. No. So when the parents were involved, something, you know, I, it, was, it was clear to me that something was going on. And ultimately, what was going on, John? I would see, some of the parents asked me to, to join their students in presenting their family trees, and you would see a sense of joy, a, a, a newfound sense of almost purpose in life. I mean, yeah. I, I still have parents today, John, coming to me and thanking huh. me for that assignment. Why? Because simply, they, it was the first time they, you know, they went back into the history, and in doing so, they found and discovered things that they have never imagined or dreamed of. And at its core was the tenacity of their ancestors and essentially establishing something for their name. And suddenly these parents, these mothers, these fathers, by gaining an understanding of where they came from, it allowed them to better understand not only who they are, but ultimately with a new uh, sense of fervor in life, you want to know what? I have purpose. That reminds me of that old TV show from the 70s, Roots. Oh, They went back yes, to that guy's background. Yes, and, yes. And it was very popular, and people began researching their roots, where they came from, and it added to their life. Yeah, amen. Oh, that was one of our favorite family show, uh, programs. <laughs> we won't chase that rabbit okay. down the hole. <laughs> no, on this, though, too, as we talk about memory not being just reduced to individuals, but collectively t- to nations... We were talking a little bit before, John, and I think it would, uh, it would serve us well to talk about it a little bit, the relationship between uh, Adolf Hitler and uh, Blessed John Paul II, then Karol Wojtyla, when he was a young man. Um, and, and by this I mean, you know, why talk about Hitler and John Paul II? Well, one of the things that Hitler did uh, to any nation that he sought to conquer was essentially stamp, stamp out the memory of the people, who they were, where they came from. You know, because ultimately, by doing so, he knew that if he could detach that sense of belonging to that nation to break down the, the human spirit, then, well, I can go that much farther, right? And, of course, history books have, have told the story. He, he maybe didn't s- succeed in that, but ultimately, he did everything he possibly could. And when you start getting into the history books and what was going on in Poland, it was unreal what he was doing specifically specifically to try to drain the nation of Poland in its memory. Now, where does uh, Blessed John Paul II come in? Well, as a young man, Karol Wojtyla, uh, you know, he's, he's a poet, he's an artist, he's a writer, he's a priest, he's pope, you know, but he was first poet, artist, writer, and he had a sense for the dramatic. And so he writes these plays, and in the underground, during World War II, John, what is he doing? These scripts that these actors were playing out on a stage, essentially, yeah, they were about invoking the sense of, let's, let's remember our moral compass. But most of those dramas, most of those plays, his scripts were about remembering who you are, remember where you come from, ultimately. And Hitler tried to do the same thing on the other side. Mm. And uh, yeah, he did a bringing out who you are, your history, your past, makes 
you something. And also the Jews, when they were in Babylon, they also went to their history and their roots. In fact, maybe the Bible began to be written heavily during the Babylonian captivity Mm -hmm. and the Psalms and all the great stuff from there. If I forget the, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't want to forget who you are. Amen. You know, I was just listening to a um, a friend of mine who's a he's a theologian, one of the leading theologians in the United States, and and he was talking about uh, the church's mission to evangelize. And he said something quite provocative for me, in that forgetfulness, forgetfulness, is the disease that is plaguing our culture today. It goes back to your, you know, the quote you opened up with, really. Uh, he just, he repeated the word forgetfulness constantly. And of course, he went back into antiquity and, and the Old Testament to talk about, you know, the, con- the historical setting and the context from which, you know, the Old Testament was written. Yeah, it was written with the sense of, God, I remember you. You yeah. know, in that time of, of maybe despair or that, that, that time where, you know, uh, the, the, the faithful Israelite was down and looking back and th- his memory is all he had. You know, and, and in that, he was able to restore himself. And that's, again, what this program tonight is so much about, John. Identity. You know, where you come from, you know, it's, it's the past, present, future. Why? For all of this, you know, <laughs> individuals, you know, John, human groups, they do not find their communal identity in stocks and bonds, like maybe so many of us today do, but the way in which it remembers where it comes from. You know, this is why we see at a national level the celebration of the 4th of July, Independence Day, uh, Memorial Day, because remembering the birth of our nation essentially is what uh, is, is, is core to who we are. And this, again, this brings us back to John Ball II a little bit. Now, we talk about this, John, and what's interesting is this whole remembering. We do this uh, as families, right? Families remember. Yeah. Yes, they do. Birthdays, anniversaries, we remember for a reason. We do that so as to look back at the gift and gifts that God has given us so as to really appreciate you know, who we are in our family, father, husband, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, and to really give us just, you know, a sense of um, a sense of new energy, you know, towards towards the future. Yeah, and I'm, when we go to see a psychiatrist and we have a problem and we sit down, and the first question is going to say, "Okay, tell me about your childhood," because this guy wants to find out where did this psychological problem come from. It came from your history. If you want to understand where we are as a church, as a nation, take a look at our history, and there will be your clues. Not only the ancient history, but all of the history, because we were all trying to struggle as best as we could to to live up to God's expectation. And um, science is very important in us, for us. I mean, think of the radio, we're on all this technology, just great. But what we are really looking for is, what does it mean to be a real person? What is good and what is bad, and does it make any difference? All these things come from a shared history. Part of that is our religion. And if we don't know it, 
we're going to err on those important questions. And those yeah. are the really important questions of life. Yeah. And it, it highlights something else uh, about memory as you talk about that. And really, it's at the heart of our program tonight, John, is, you know, we have the tendency to reduce uh, memory to some sort of psychological uh, retrieval of data or maybe a game of trivial pursuit. And certainly, you know, we, we can, we can, that's part of remembering certain things, but it's always to remember that memory is so much more than that. It's the faculty that tells us who we are. And again, this is why, you know, <laughs> we mat a picture up on a wall to remind us yes. who we are and where we come from. You know, families do that well, do that very well. Um, I, I can think back, I, <laughs> I'm one of 11 kids, and uh, we didn't take a whole lot of pictures growing up, you know, in the uh, 70s and, and 80s. And, and there were probably, John, four or five pictures of, of me growing up, and I have not seen a picture in a long time uh, of me when I was little. In fact, I can only remember a couple. And uh, we did a... Um, we put together a, a, a gift package for my oldest sister who turned 50. And uh, part of this was to go back into, you know, the treasure cove and pull out all the pictures, you know. And a picture ended up on my lap a few weeks ago of me when I was maybe three or four wow. that I, I, I never even saw before. And it uh -huh. struck me. I looked at that picture and what happened? With that picture, just looking at that picture, suddenly... You know, all sorts of memories just flooded me. You know, we haven't talked about this yet. You know, there, there is an important science to memory because ultimately, and St. Augustine talks about this, all of our senses are essentially operating in conjunction with our memory, that our memory is filtered through all of our senses. This is why, you know, when we see something, uh, smell something, touch something, all of that, it, is, it immediately provokes memory. You know, we, <laughs> we smell the crackling bacon in the morning. Yes. You know, and, and we might remember bacon that we had 15 years ago with mom on Sunday morning yes. or something. You know, see, I this those. is, yeah, see, this is the beauty of, of the relationship, the kind of glove ball fit between sense and memory. And for that reason, everything we talk about, just not tonight but ultimately in the future, is going to serve the purpose of strengthening our identity, strengthening who we are, strengthening our direction moving forward. And this is quintessential uh, to any study of history. I mean, all, all throughout our programs, John, we are going to be looking back on these first few Tuesday evenings uh, because... It is about that question, why study history? Well, we study history again because it routes our whole identity. And therefore, memory is at the heart of it and so important. Yeah. Uh, in Father Barron's great series called Catholicism, he begins by mentioning the Catholic thing and Christ. Mm. And then he talks about, is there not, episode number three, is there a God? Talks about the Beatitudes. All this is important, Dr. Stuff. Yeah. Number four, Mary. Number five, two indispensable men, Peter and Paul. And we're not going to have Christianity without them. 
episode number eight, or saints, mm-hmm. or female saints. Yeah. These, this is all our past. Yeah. And this, we wouldn't be here today unless those people came before. And as we have President's Day, we also have feast days for these people who were so important to our history. And that brings us, John, to essentially our last piece, and that is how the church remembers. And this really, everything we've talked about moves towards this because the church is at her best when she remembers. Because ultimately, when you talk about uh, memory and history, it's to remember that as in our families and as a nation, we have the traditions we have because it allows us to have conversation with the past. When I looked at that picture and, and saw myself as a four-year-old, I began to have conversation with those moments in the past that I had not remembered in a long time. The church, each and every day, has this kind of conversation with the past, Re- always remembering that, of course, <laughs> Christ himself says, do this in remembrance of me. And of course, as Catholics, we look at those words as the institution of the Eucharist. And with that, our way of sharing and just not the memory of Christ, but at the same time, the transformation of history because of the importance of those words. Do this in remembrance of me. We have to remember, Christ did not say, write this. You know, he said, do this. And that is so important to the fabric of, of the Catholic Church and ultimately how we enter deeper into uh, what our history is about in light of those words, do this in remembrance of me. Because every morning when we go to Mass, we are having conversation with the past. And beautifully, in its three-year liturgical cycle, John, what we have is the saints— who have shared in that Eucharistic life and ultimately have brought to life the memory of Christ and their own culture. And once again, this is so much of what we'll be spending time with. Joe, you have four kids, and I'm sure there are plenty of pictures of them taken. I'm wondering if they're not all on some sort of electronic device. And when they're 50 years old, where's that electronic device going to yeah. be that they can look it up and see? <laughs> see, that photograph is right there. Yeah, yeah. And when, we go, back, and when we go back and take a look at a history of the church, somewhere along the line, it got written down in a way that it was accurate and it got passed on and and it got passed on and now it's up to us to read some of it, make sure yeah. that we know what's going on. Yeah. That's right. And as you talk about passed on, I mean, this is what tradition means. You know, Paul, in, uh, in his letters to the Thessalonians, he's talking about, um, you know, handing on the... The, the, the traditions that I give to you. And the word tradition means to hand on or to pass on. Correct. You know, so again, why? Because this is how we uh, remember best, right? And of course, this, as we talk about this piece of tradition, you know, the privileged locus of tradition is the liturgy, the mass. Yes. That is where we remember. Yes. Um, and so it is our duty to look back and to kind of roll up our sleeves a little bit. And yeah, I mean, remember, and this is an exciting thing. You know, I was talking about the, uh, the story earlier of, of uh, the assignment, and that will leave a last impression upon me, John, because uh, what it did to these uh, parents 
and even as they still come to me, because they got to know their story. And so this program uh, devoted to getting to better know our Christian and Catholic story will hopefully, yes, answer some maybe, you know, unanswered questions for you, but at the same time, provoke something more in, in the interior life that might say, you want to know what? God is calling me to be like this saint, that saint, and to do so with a sense of purpose and meaning, because that is the answer to the question, why do we study history? So that we might gain a deeper sense of who we are and where we're going in light of a more purpose-driven life. Yes. Well, I think I blinked here, John, and again, (laughs) because I'm used to going 56 minutes, this 27 is adjustment, but that's okay, because we really answered that one question, you know, why we study history. Next, I don't want to have Alzheimer's. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, and why we talk about memory as we do. And we'll, we'll have much more opportunity to talk more about that question throughout these Tuesday evenings. Uh, Next week, we'll take up... Uh, the question, what is history in of itself a little more, um, and do so with, uh, you know, you talked about some of the Old Testament folks. Before we get into the first Christian thinkers and, you know, that first church book of history, the Acts of the Apostles, we're going to do a uh, kind of brushstroke of the Old Testament so as to better understand first century history next week. Sounds fine. So with that, let us go ahead and close in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we do just give you special thanks and praise for the gift of this time together, the the gift to to reflect, and the opportunity to share uh, the wonder and and the beauty, Heavenly Father, that is your life and your love. Uh, You know, we we have this opportunity to talk about memory today, uh, to talk about the importance of memory as it relates to history.